up? Let's write our reviews. Wow, you're not that out of breath per usual. I'm in good shape now, man. Wow, yeah, I see your exercise back right here. Doing some, <laughs> doing some nice runs down here. I'm doing something, man. Just trying to trying to stay healthy. Yep, it's Rudy and it's uh, co-host Matt. We're here to talk about the new hit HBO series Succession. It's great. It's a great show. Uh, this made up for a lot of bad series that came out on HBO this year, man. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been the highest year for HBO, but Succession, to me, is the number one come out of it this year. I know you're a true detective stand, so it probably doesn't be bad for you. Honestly, it almost is. It almost does. Like, True Detective like, is good, but Succession just... They're different shows. Yeah, it's two different shows, but honestly, Succession just... It slaps. It's so good. But uh, how would you describe it? I mean, it is a movie, or not a movie, a uh, show about succession. Um, Logan Roy is the founder of this massive media conglomerate. And he's getting to the age where he has to start thinking of a successor, and that's how it sets up. Um, he's also delusional. Like, he starts peeing. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. But he has three kids, and it's who what the show really focuses around. Kendall, Romulus, or Roman, and Shiv. And it just is about... And Connor. Him. Oh, and Connor, but he doesn't care. <laughs> he's a... <laughs> he's, he's something. I always, I was always, always forgot that uh, the guy that was in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is still an actor. And like, I, I was looking at him, I was like... Oh shit, he's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Happening. That's the only two things I remember him from. True. But, um, so it's these four kids, but only three of them are really vying for the company. They want to be the CEO, they want to be the head chairman. And so it's a show about that. And with that comes obviously a lot of drama, backstabbing, plotting. It's a really good plot premise. It's like Game of Really dramatic script. I actually had someone describe it. it's like Game of Thrones, but no one's getting killed. True. Yeah, a lot of metaphorical killing and like emotional pain, but no actual killing. Where's put the cat out? Uh, she says, smells good. Hey, he just does what she says. Happy wife, happy wife. Hey, Dad, who inherits the company if something happens to you? Just out of curiosity. Somebody, somebody I'm gonna make a succession style TV show about a landscaping company. It's gonna be me and my brother fighting for whoever. <laughs> it's gonna be a Telenova set. We're gonna fight over who who wins the company. Out of his two sons. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is who are you going to find to run the company? Yeah, Mario. <laughs> Mario's not going to run the company, but I don't trust it. I'll give it to myself. I actually wouldn't even trust myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's not a bad show. No, I really liked it. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts overall on this show? How do you... Like, when I, when I saw the... How do you see the characters in the show? Like, how do you connect or, like, feel? I went to high school with all these guys. Like I literally went to high school with people that. Uh, I went to high school with people that. Um, yeah, one time. But uh. 
So but, yeah, how did you feel about the characters? How did you feel? Like to be honest, honestly, like um, I, I our high school experiences were totally different. So like, I connected with them strictly because like I felt like I went to high school with all these people. Just a bunch of rich kids. Yeah, like I went to that high. I, uh, I went to like going to an all boys Catholic school. I literally like went to high school with Romulus and Kendall, and I was Greg Hirsch. Hey, Greg Hirsch is the best player in the show. I was cousin Greg. So yeah, so of all the characters in the show, which characters do you like the most? Uh, Iwan, I- I- Roy, and uh, uh, I liked him a lot. I liked cousin Greg, and I actually liked uh, Connor a lot. That's because like he was so like. He is so caught up in his own world of like him either trying to be president and impress this horrible playwright of a of a girlfriend or fiance. What do you think about his uh, plan to be president at zero percent tax? Zero percent tax, and he is willing to go to jail for um uh, like what was it like because he like he refuses to pay a certain amount of tax because he says he's willing to go to jail for a tax right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. He is a very ignorant, <laughs> ignorant man in this show. And, like, he, at least he admits it. Like, when they're having all the meetings, he's like, like, I don't really care. I'll just vote whatever the majority decides. He's like the... trying to take He's the less, the least evil out of all the siblings. He's like the one sibling that, like, cares, like, the least about, like, running the company. Yeah, so let's stop this stuff. Um, their dad, Logan, has a severe brain aneurysm on his birthday dinner, and they were talking about... Well, dude, the first the first scene in the ep- like in the whole series is literally him waking up and just peeing in a corner. Yeah. No, that's the, the second episode. Well, the Are you sure I thought that was the first episode? Yeah, because the first... No, it's the, that's the first episode, because that's the same episode as the, like, when they go play, ba- like, softball or baseball. The show really starts to set up. They're about to celebrate Logan Roy's birthday. And on this birthday, they've agreed basically to let Kendall Roy run the company. We see Kendall bumping some tunes, trying to close the deal to get an uh, internet company. And you said, outside of me before this, you said you knew a lot of Kendalls in high school. Yeah. How how they act? Always talking about their dad? Oh, it's just like any little thing involved, like involving their dad, they brought it up. Like, yeah, you know, my dad's a CPA, and then he uh, worked for, like, this conglomerate here, and then he became the, like, the chief something-something over here, and then he became the exec, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, my, um, my dad was in the army, and now he, uh, owns the landscaping business, so yeah, you can say I'm a, I'm a bit of a Kendall myself. Yeah, so, but, uh, Kendall is really trying to take over, um, we kind of hint to that he's going to be the person to take over the company when Logan steps down. Then we have Roman, who's a sexually frustrated brother to Macaulay Culkin in real life. This is actually my favorite Kieran Culkin role I've ever seen him in. What are the competitors? Uh, I think he was in... I'm checking right now. Uh, he was in Movie 43, which was awful. Uh, Paper Man. Oh, he was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He was the the gay roommate. You seen that movie, right? Long time ago. Say everyone's seen that movie. Everyone that's cool. Uh, yeah. Trendy movie. Though. Home Alone. Home Alone, the, the original. 
I prefer Home Alone 2 over Home Alone 1. What about Home Alone 4 when it was the Russians and the new kid? Dude, I honestly didn't realize there was a Home Alone 4. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I, didn't, I didn't realize there was more than that one. But Romulus is just... Dude, he has no filter, bro. And I definitely yeah. went to high school. I definitely remember being in high school with guys like Romulus. He's yeah. just completely sexually frustrated. Dude, it was like weird. <laughs> it was like fr- I was like, we're like freshmen. I'm like, dude, you are definitely not... Having as much intercourse as you say you are. We are 14 years old. How do you feel that as a girlfriend complaining about their lack of sex? Um, well, as a virgin, I, uh, I, 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 that's, that's on them, man. That's completely on them, maybe, like, yeah. Do you feel at least then somewhat relatable to Roman, where you're like, he was like, ugh, no. Yeah, man, dude, a girl, you, yeah, yeah, I was like, dude, I'm not holding, I'm not holding hands till marriage, bro. That's too icky. Yeah, it's gross, bro. I don't have time for that, man. <laughs> and then we have Shiv, who has the most respectable now, but she probably has the least respectable life out of all of them. Like, first off, Shiv's name is Sibohan. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's some random name. Like, where's the full Right there. Sibyl... I think it's pronounced Savon. Yeah, I have no idea how it's pronounced, but they call her Shiv in the show. And um, uh, apparently she's a she's a lawyer, right? Well, I'm not sure. They she, describe her as a political fixer on Wikipedia. Yeah, she is a political consultant working on campaigns that are more left-leaning. Yeah. And so it rubs some friction there because they have candidates calling out her father. Oh, yeah. Her father also, like... May or may not be racist and True. okay with a lot of corrupt things happening and within his company. Which, when you run a multi-level company like that, there's bound to be a few or many bad apples within it. Uh, the wolf—they call themselves the Wolf Pack. So those are the main people. Bobby. There's other people that. Come into the picture on the show. Because it's Marsha, his his third wife. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the third wife who he's trying to get controlling interests towards. There's other people that have bought into the company. But, so, sets up, they're playing this baseball game for his birthday. And Roman, I mean, I think this just sets how much I hated most of these characters. And Roman decides to... Oh, the softball yeah, pitch with the little, little kid. Yeah, tell a little kid who's like, that is the groundskeeper. If you hit a home run, I'll give you a million bucks. And he writes the check. And he like rubs it in the kid's face when he tags him out. And it's just like, this guy is awful. That guy was god awful. And then like he just like... Well, well, don't forget dinner, dude. Remember dinner? Like Kendall and Logan literally are in each other's faces. And he's like, are you going to start crying? He's like, really? You're going to start crying? I was like... <laughs> I was like, this dude is like a like a like a high level business owner is literally about to start crying to his dad like a punk ass. Yeah. So. Relatable. Yeah, it just shows you that those kids like they live that lifestyle, but they don't know what it means to build and run that company. Like they are not as tough as their dad. Oh yeah, their dad's like when you think about their dad, their dad literally is self made, yeah. because like throughout the entire series, like oh he grew, he was raised by his uncle. Who owned a uh, print shop and a few billboards in Canada, but he's also from England. 
And um, like this is also where we meet cousin Greg because cousin Greg uh, smokes pot at a wait at a amusement park owned by Waco, Waco Star. Excuse me. And um, vomits. He gets jumped by a bunch of kids. Just pukes out. Kids <laughs> like. He's puking out of his eyes. I was like, "Dang, this guy really cannot hold himself together." Yeah, no, I thought it was so funny that because he just like calls his mom right after. <laughs> He's like, "Mom." I would call my mom, man. And she, we don't really know who he is at that time. He doesn't have the Roy name. His name's Greg Hirsch. Yeah. Um, but his mom's like, "Oh, just explain to him who you are, who you're related to." He's like, "Man, I don't want to do that." And like. He's like, that's grimy. I don't want to live that way. But eventually... Do we ever honestly know, like, how much education does Greg have? I feel like he has a college degree. That's what I'm really curious about. Like, we never really, like... Because he was in the management training program. I feel like you have to have some prerequisites to be in that. Oh, is that what he was a part of? That was the... Oh, because we see um, Romulus do it. Yeah, he does it later on. But, um... His mom's like, go. His mom's incredible. You can tell his mom literally is just completely lazy. Yeah, she's just like, just go to New York. It's your uncle's birthday. His uncle is Logan, Roy, we find out. He's buying a present and show up to the den. Bro, and he gets beat up by a security guard, bro. He literally gets bodied by a security guard, which was just extremely funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but he eventually gets in and. I mean, I think it's to Logan's interest, too, because his grandpa is Ewan, and he, Ewan has a vote on the board, and he's like, well, if I rip this person, there's another person. He's always scheming. Yeah. This show, there's always scheming going on. <clears throat> and, I mean, Greg joins the family and basically is made Tom's bitch, and Tom is Shiv's soon-to-be husband in the show. Yeah, and the the the, the way, like, relationships are run in the show, like, I just think it's very unique, because, like, Tom is, like, very in love with Shiv, and Shiv does not care about Tom. Yeah, she just likes the convenience and the reliability of Tom. She could really care less about Tom's feelings or well-being. Ken, uh, Kendall... Has an estranged wife, Rava, who was played by Natalie Gold, who was in one of my favorite TV shows uh, on HBO next to Tuesday, The Leftovers. And um, they have a terrible relationship. And they uh, have a. Is there. They, their son's on the spectrum, right? I don't know. Their kids are adopted, though. Let's really? Say. Yeah, because one's like Indian. Well, Rava's like supposed to be like. Ethnic. Like a, another. Like ethnic background but I know like one of the kids is slightly on the spectrum or possibly is because of the episode like the Christmas special when his dad literally hits um like literally hits his son because his son doesn't get the social cues of what's going on in the show like what's going on at the Christmas party because he's like give me that because like you start like like in the in, like in this first episode you see Kendall try to argue with his dad about um uh about the company because he wants to take it over and his dad's like just getting in his face saying like you can't handle this company and we also learned that Kendall has a history of drug, drug abuse, abuse like so addiction like you see that throughout the show but you definitely notice it here um you see how like Romulus just 
is such a prick. Like that ep- like that whole entire like baseball game when the groundskeepers is there with his family and like how he treats them. Just like I was just I hated him at that point. Well, it's funny because earlier Tom and Shiv were freaking out to whatever to buy him a present. Tom has no idea what to get him. He gets him like a super expensive. Block. Dude, I looked it up. It's like twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah, and um, Logan feels bad about how Ron is was an idiot and presented the family that way. So he made the family sign that NDA disclosure. And then gave him the watch like from Tom and it just shows like how they think of like how the family views relationships. Like Tom or Logan could care less that Tom gave him that watch. Wait, they made the family sign an NDA? Yeah. I didn't realize that because I've ever seen the watch on the table at the end of that episode, but I didn't realize an NDA was signed. Yeah. It's not an NDA, so they couldn't talk about what happened at the game. Makes sense. I I respect that. <laughs> Bring down the stock. Yeah. Well, on the way back from the game, was he just in a separate helicopter? I forgot. Uh, I just know Romulus. It was just Romulus and Shiv. And no, there's a kid. Isn't there a kid inside the elevator to uh, helicopter too? I just know it was Logan, Shiv, and Roman because they were talking about them getting involved in the succession of the company. And so they're talking about that and. Both Romulus, Roman basically says he wants to be COO or else he's out and not interested. And Shiv is hesitant to give up her political career away from the, like her family name. And when Shiv denies him, basically, he has an aneurysm. And it just really hits the first domino of the succession part. Like, you, like, do you, in all honesty, I'd be honest, do you think Kendall could have handled running the company? Do you personally believe he could have? Um, I think he could have. With Jerry there, with Frank, I don't think it would have been easy, but, I mean, as we learned, it wasn't really an option because Logan took out a loan to save the company and make it look like they're not going under. Yeah, the... The, like the like the billion dollars in debt or whatever. Yeah. So he took out this loan, and the loan basically said if your stock option hit under a certain price, they'll go into default. Yeah. And they could put the uh, company up for sale. Love you, mom. See you tomorrow. Bye, me. Night. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So the company would basically go into default. So. Basically, Kendall's faced with, well, we're tanking because the dad who created the entire company is incapacitated and we're going to go into this and he's an idiot and he decides to talk shit to the bankers. <laughs> he asks, like, Freddie Jerry, should I, like, act, should I mean dog this or should I be respectful? And Dude, he decides to be overly aggressive to bankers who we learn from other shows bankers could care less about anything but the dollar amount and bottom line and like their interest oh it's and they're not going to be intimidated if the numbers don't line up and so that backfires on him so he's forced to basically sell a big chunk of the company, company to uh, his friend and his friend's investor ghost investor he doesn't know about that turns out to be Logan's biggest competitor. Yeah. And so they 
I forgot how much it was. So it was like it was like billions. Yeah, it was a solid chunk of the company though. Like twenty percent of the company he sold to this guy to basically keep him above water so they could take the company private and not have to worry about that loan. This whole show is mind blowing, dude. I just can't get over the fact um when they're in the hospital, they're literally trying to like argue with the doctor about Are you sure you're the it's like when um in Big Little Lies season two, when uh, the doctor's arguing with um, uh, that uh, that one mom about like, oh, your daughter's having an anxiety attack. And she's like, are you sure? Are you even qualified? Like, oh, you went to Stanford. I'm like, you're literally trying to argue with a doctor that has years of experience. And they're doing that in this show too. I'm like, dude, you, you the amount of money you have does not discredit the professionalism that you have with a medical professional. Like, they were trying to argue about transferring him to a different hospital. Like, you... I was like, this dude just had an aneurysm. You're not about to transfer him to a different hospital. I mean, according to the United States court system, affluenza is a thing. Yeah. Remember that kid... Who killed said, people? Yeah, he was it drunk is- driving, killed a bunch of people, and went in court, his defense was that he had affluenza, that he thought his family's money would fix all the problems, so he did nothing wrong. And they let him off, like, really easy because yeah. of that defense. But it's just crazy how much money, like, how much power you have when you have that kind of money. You're just like, whatever, I want the best. Like, I don't even care. That guy's busy on vacation. We're flying in here. He has no choice. Yeah, it just blows my mind away that, like, they're trying to argue with the doctor. And then, like, Shiv and uh, Romulus literally get into a fight. That was good. That was funny. Like... <laughs> I was like, do you and your sisters ever get that way? No. I've never, ever, like, hit my sisters before. Well, the worst, I have pushed down Molly when she was a little kid. She kicked me in the balls, and she came to, like, kick me again, and she thought it was funny, and I was like, get away. That's something different. They were fighting. And she went to kick, and I just, like, pushed her down, and she cried, and... And I just remember her getting in trouble, and she was so confused. She was that little. She was like, why am I getting in trouble? He pushed me down. I'm like, my mom had to explain, well, you were trying to do this. Yeah. You also were children. These are, like, literally people in their 30s literally fighting. Like, they were grappling with each other. I my brother, but I couldn't imagine. I think we've all yelled at our brothers before. Yeah, I can't imagine getting into it with my sister. I could see myself getting into it with my brother. Could you see yourself getting into it with your sister as a person that owns a multi-billion dollar as a shareholder in a multi-billion dollar company in the hospital support of uh, uh, like auditorium i don't think so it'll just be a yelling match yeah like they literally fight i thought it was funny like working like having worked in a hospital before like if i walked in on that it's like all right i'm contacting security this is you guys need to stop like i've dealt with patients like that family before saying like i like yelling at a doctor and I was like, okay, everyone needs to get out. I don't care. And it just blows my mind away that um, uh, they literally set up like a uh, war room in a hospital to prepare for their father to literally die. So while they're waiting for the news if he's going to live or not, they, uh, they sort out that they're going to name Kendall, the CEO chairman, and they're going to name uh, Roman, the COO. And Roman's super interested in COO. Like, how did you feel about Roman and his trainer's relationship in that first? That's kind of weird, bro. I was like, yeah, that's kind of uncomfortable, man. I'm. He's just like yelling at his trainer. He's like, 
a massive, multi-billion dollar company. If you fuck up my back, you ruin this company, I can sue you and you could like, be drowning in debt the rest of your life. And then he's like, no, I'm just kidding. And I'm just like, but you ever been to a bar stuff. and someone does that before and just talks about like their business and like what they do for their company and that's like the entire their entire existence when you go out to a bar and like somehow got stuck in a conversation with them? Yeah. It's, it's, it kind of sucks. It's annoying. It's, it's not like my people at a bar, I would not drift towards them. I've been forced to because girls were getting bought drinks from those types of guys. Yeah, so, like, it's weird. We had to sit through five minutes of conversation for you to have that drink. God damn it. You know, I would just buy the girl the drink. I don't care. Like, as long as, like, no, I'm hanging... The drink with this place for, like, $15, and I... You would see me down I the street. I that Roy life, but I was like, I'm not buying one of these drinks. I'll have a water, please. This is outrageous. I will never spend $15 on... See, you will see me down the street at, like, the dive the bar. The Irish bar. You'll see me at the Irish bar, like, not even... At first, I don't even drink, so I'd, like... I bet you. I bet I bet yeah. I bet they would have like a what's that fancy sparkling water that comes in a glass bottle? Oh, Perrier. Yeah, Perrier. Yeah, I was like, they probably have bottles of Perrier. I'm gonna ask for bottle service and ask for that. Yeah, that's the one thing about the unique thing about this show is like their events are legitimately events. Well, and like yeah, think about it would be so awesome writing these shows. I'd be like, I want to go to this location. They they go to England. They go to Bavaria. Like, for Shiv's wedding, like, oh yeah, in the middle, like, in the, like in the second episode, Tom proposes to Shiv because they think their dad, her dad is about, do you think he was meaningful when he proposed to Shiv? I do. I actually do too. I think, I, I think Tom and Greg are the most sincere people on the show and I love that they're teamed up together because they just sit through the Shiv family yeah. and like fend for themselves, but they support each other fending for themselves, even when do you think Tom would survive without Greg once he finds Greg? I think he'll find it really difficult. Like, he needs that shit catcher. Yeah. For him. Like, when he's thrusted into the executive position, I don't think he would have. And, like, you see it, Greg asks to work in another department, not under Tom, and Tom loses it. Okay, this all, that's also in the middle of a active shooter yeah. situation. Which was actually just a suicide out of cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> a suicide. Yeah, there's a... In season two, like, we're not going in, like, timeline order. We're just going, talking about the show. We're just talking about the show. Like, there's a scene... In season two, there's, a, there's like, a, like um, he's interviewing someone that, like, is investing in the company. Uh, was it Kendall? Well, who was interviewing them? And they're like, he... I think it was Kendall. Kendall's talking to this guy who, um... He's like, have you read Mein Kampf? And he's like, he's like, yeah, um, several times I try to understand, you know, the people that struggle. Like, oh, no, the, it was, um, it was the anchor that had a history of racism. And they're like, is he really racist? Oh, like, oh, he's good. I was like, and then when he's talking about it on air, like, oh, Jesus. Did you think he was racist? Honestly, I, do you think that guy was a, was racist? Uh, or like at least into... I, I think his interests were in the wrong place and I am not vibing with that guy and do not think he should have an audience on national television. Like, I will never get over the fact in like in this whole thing, like you you got married in the Eagle's Nest. And if you don't know what the Eagle's Nest is, that's Hitler's house in Austria. He's like, well, it's technically the basement. <laughs> I like how they're trying to argue. That's like... that. The, 
it's like subtle things like that is why I like Succession so much because like I, I, I had to think about that for a minute I'm like oh he that guy might be a white nationalist <laughs> like he's like he's like and he named his dogs after his Hitler's dogs <laughs> he's like oh that's Tappan says the, another thing I found funny about that different spelling yeah another thing about the whole entire thing is like you didn't feel bad for the you know Germans and he's like he was naming these groups of people but it also is a possibility that he also is like a Holocaust denier or kind of agreed with certain oh he was a Holocaust denier yeah yeah I didn't know like I didn't know like he like everything he's like this whole interview just does not sound good and then you hear a gunshot and then you realize like um they're like I thought like when I was watching this because um I finished like I watched season one before you did but you finished season two before me so like I was catching up because I'm a I'm in school and I work full time so uh, I don't have enough like I don't I'm behind on plenty shows you're caught up on this is like the one of the I remember when you're like oh yeah I'm wrapping up I'm like I finished a show before Rudy I was like which is impossible it's like it's like because I have a good sleep schedule now like I actually get decent sleep so yeah thank you Core Twenty One by fat by first form but uh I just thought that was just so so hilarious like. There's a shooting and Tom is literally knocking over interns to get to a safe room. Well, yeah, and they, they get taken to the safe room, him and Greg. And it's not the safe room that they thought it was. They get into it and it's just so funny because Greg's so paranoid and so is Tom. They're just like, this doesn't seem very safe. And they're like, just testing the room. And Greg's like, hey, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good time. But um, I think I want to switch departments, and Tom just loses it on Greg. Just throwing the water bottles. And like the two, there's two new news anchors in there. Oh yeah, like uh, like the Roy, the Waco Roy Star, they own cruise ships. They like like own entertainment, and within entertainment is the cruise lines. Yeah, the theme parks. The theme parks. They own they TNN, own. which is seen. It the whole the whole entire series is loosely based on the Murdoch family. Yeah. The Fox News. It is the Fox News Network. Is that who, is that what the Murdochs own? Yeah. Shoot, man. And they're buying up more and more TV shares. And like everyone's trying to argue with Logan, like you don't need a TV shares. But yeah, spoiler: Logan is back. He comes out of the stroke. Isn't it season three? Episode three, he appears. Yeah, but like he's starts making moves because they're trying to. He's like peeing in Kendall's office, and he is being weird. Like pouring coffee yeah. and like he just over over like overflowing it. And oh, it's episode three of season one when I'm a. They're about to have the meeting with all like the people that have stake in the company to see if they're and they're gonna do a no competence. Yeah, vote for no competence, yeah. and that's when like Ruling. Kendall Logan. flies out to some ran- like another state to secure a vote. To a woman that's like in her hospital bed. Yeah, so he's trying to secure secure a vote. And um, earlier in the episode, it was established that Logan has status of the president. Yeah. And when Kendall's trying to fly back, they get told that there is a, it's a no-fly zone and they'll be shot down by the Navy if they attempt to fly it. So Kendall's late to the meeting and basically his plot to take over the company fails. The yeah. thing I thought was he like very neat outside. about that is Iwan Roy sided he, with his brother. Yeah. Hugh, and, Hugh and Roy sided with his brother. And they have a very tumultuous relationship because... Um, but it's old school versus old school. Like 
old school dictates like you you didn't build this company. This isn't yours just to take. I didn't realize you Yuan also has a lot of money in Yeah, he just quit the company and it turned into something he hated. He didn't agree with Logan on the vision of the company. You know, like that's why I'm happy, you know, my dad was a like worked for a landscaping business. And I'm uh, Where would you rank yourself? Where do you think you are in the rankings for succession of the company? Alba's first. Yeah, Alba's like Mar- my mom is probably Marsha. Yeah. And I'm uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, my cousin Andy. You don't have enough siblings to split. Yeah, I, li- I literally do not have enough siblings. <laughs> like, um, my cousin Andy is probably cousin Greg. What's, what's and, other Rudy? Uh, Rudy. Who's he in the C O O? Literally, like he, like my my cousin so Rudy. He's Roman. Yeah, and then um, Lionel's Ewan. Actually, it's more like I'm Ewan. <laughs> he's Lionel's Connor, uh, but uh, oh, I don't, I, I have no idea. I just feel, yeah, I'm Shiv, I'm Shiv, I'm Shivron. I'm gonna cheat on my. Oh yeah, no, it's it's, it's not cheating with them. Oh yeah, cause uh, They're, well they have an open rela- It's an open marriage. But it's not talked about. Oh yeah, how mad would you be? So Tom should. Also, that wedding, wedding scene, night, oh my gosh. On the wedding night, they decide, or Shiv tells them, hey, let's have an open marriage, I cheated on you. With um, with a reporter, too, out of all people. Oh, it's the other political correspondent. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, man, that's just, dude. And who was at the wedding. Yeah. Is that is that the wedding where, like, Kendall, like... Kills, Kill, kills a guy and covers it up. Yeah, or his dad covered it up. The, essentially, if you know what the, you know what uh, you ever heard of Lake Quattapic with uh, the Kennedy family. So one of the Kennedys was in a vehicular at motor accident, car accident, and drove crashed his car into a river because he was drunk driving. And there's a woman inside that wasn't his wife, and uh, virtually they covered it up. Like it's the, yeah they made a movie about it and like there's plenty of information about it. And essentially, Kendall wanted to get drugs, and uh, he got in with the, this uh, server that was kicked out of a party. Not only had ketamine yeah. available to him, but they, he could drive somewhere to get his cocaine. Good God! Oh, that's one thing unique. Like, uh, there's a, there's a, when it comes to that, like that server was kicked out of the party for some very minuscule reason that wouldn't even. Hey, I would or something. Yeah, like I would never have been bothered by that. Only time ever, the closest I've ever been is when um uh, the people at Olive Garden tried to short me on my amount of Parmesan cheese. It's the only time I ever get particular. But if you're not gonna pour, like he literally telling Logan Roy to slips on and tries to fire him. Logan's kind of kind of a douche. Logan is a big douche. That that wedding scene made like the first relatable splash to me. Um, when the kids are seeing their mom, or the three main kids, it's not Connor's mom. Oh yeah, Connor's. But it's uh, Roman's mom, Kendall's, and Shiv's mom. Um, but seeing that tension and when they go meet with their mom, it makes me feel like, oh yeah, I know like how awkward that split can be, and like playing yeah. both sides of the fence. I can only imagine, especially when millions or no, no billions of dollars are. On the line, it's just like, gosh, man. It's like we like you, but he's got the money. Yeah, like, I don't relate to that, but. Yeah. It's just like, I can only imagine, like, 
if me and my imagine me and my brother like just fighting over like my our dad's company and be like well you know what Lionel fine you can have this but I'm taking all the lawn mowers and you can have all the chainsaws I'm um I'm the executor of the will and my mom uh, well, are you I'm really gonna, I'm gonna be facing that oh yeah are you serious yeah I didn't know that I thought you no that's that's cool that's good enough who's gonna do it uh Molly <laughs> <No>. <laughs> The youngest? No. Oh, one of the dogs. No. <laughs> Let's hope my mom outlives the dogs. Yeah, by then, dogs will gain... It's like Rick and Morty. Dogs will gain super intelligence and just... Just start, start taking over, man. I haven't watched enough Rick and Morty. It, ha- it happens. I, that's not the control like. But just that whole wedding thing is just like... I've never... I didn't realize how extravagant... what like That's like how some people's weddings are. Oh, yeah. People spend millions and millions of money. I literally talked to a girl and she's like literally had told me like like how much money she spent. Like she's already spent on her wedding. And like I was dumbfounded because like I do weddings, but I don't think any of them have cost more than $2,000. She's wedding. Yeah, no. Which is proven. Cheaper the wedding, the, long, the better the marriage. Hey. And... I'm like 10 for 10. I'm not getting married for the ceremony of things. Yeah, I was just like, it's like um, the wedding that you came to for uh, in like our friend's backyard. Like, that was just a wholesome wedding. That we had was fun. A military wedding. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, why you paid for? Yeah. But still, it was fun though. Yeah, that was good. It was a good, like, they had known each other for a while and they like, I, they, they're pretty happy together and um, I'm like, and then there's Shiv and, Shiv and Tom, which is funny. Like Shiv and Tom's relationship is just god awful, but I like Tom and Greg's relationship because that Thanksgiving, like season one, there's a thing. Friends. Yeah. Like it, there, there's a the it, yeah, and there's a Thanksgiving episode where um, so Tom is in charge of entertainment, specifically cruise lines, and there is a guy named Lester who is nicknamed Mo for Mo Lester because um. Uh, he was um, essentially harassing and assaulting. He was li- att- essentially killed some girls, dropping be- them off the side of the cruise liner. Oh yeah, because they how did you describe them? Oh, they were MP something something like not real people. Like they considered if you were a sex worker or you just like a stowaway, you weren't technically not a real person. So some liability. Yeah, it's work. like the dead peasant clause that Walmart has, and so. All these horrible things would happen because when a crime happens at sea, I uh, researched a little bit, and I know Disney Disney Cruise Line is in trouble for this actually. So like when something like let's say someone is like sexually assaulted at sea or murdered, it's really hard to investigate those because of which jurisdiction does it follow, and so that's like what then there was like shadow logs and people being paid off for being sexually abused. Or like knowing that murders happen in NDAs. And uh, so Cousin Greg gets told on Thanksgiving he has to go to the storage facility and get rid of everything. And um, uh, he's talking. I remember he's talking. Like, the thing is, like he really just wants to stay for Thanksgiving. He's like, oh, they got stuffing? Cranberry? Do you remember that? You yeah, remember watching yeah, that? He's like, look at all this food. He's like, can, can I get something to eat? <laughs> and he's literally like shredding these things. He's like, this seems like water kind of stuff. And Tom's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're fine. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, nothing will nothing will come up. Like, this will become. Not, this will never come up. 
lo and behold, it it comes up and yeah, is horrible. But, but Greg was smart. He saved some of the more important files as leverage, so he couldn't just get screwed out of a job at the company. He's like, "Well, this is what I got." And remember how like mad but yet happy Tom was. Oh, when, when he's like, "You're trying to blackmail me?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, he, he like sets it up like Superman." He's like, "Good job, cousin Greg." Like, yeah, what he's are you like impre- secure your spot in the company. He's like impressed that Greg had the balls to like literally threaten to blackmail him with. I like how people's like the the traumas of people's lives are used as currency in in the world of uh, succession for people just to exploit. Like that's that's where corporations. I, I can't say much. I was I'm in the army. Right, well, I was in the army, and so like I can't say much about cover ups, <laughs> but they happen. It, it, they happen, and it's really funny. Like it's, it's more like interesting. Like. People's traumas are, are people's leverage for blackmail. Yeah, it's true. And you see that with the whole entire cruise line incident with Cousin Greg being forced to virtually Watergate and destroy all this evidence. I, I love Cousin Greg so much. I, if I could get a Cousin Greg Tom spinoff, that would be ideal for me. Like, I mean, Greg's just like the most relatable character in that show. And Tom, I mean, you feel bad for Tom. We really do because his wife. Like, Honestly, he's I do. So in love with his wife, and she's really not. The he same really with loves him. Shiv, and Shiv just doesn't care. Like, do you remember the line he says when he's talking to her, and he's like questioning if they should be married? He's like, "I don't know if the sad I feel with you is more or less than the sad I'd be without you." And that's like what's. Oh yeah, when they're from. on the when yeah. they're on the. Was is it? Are they on a beach or are they just on a yeah, boat? Yeah, they're on the beach. Yeah. And it really, like, hit shit. Like, oh, I am a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, like, season one, like, just really, like, when they had to go to, um, uh, like, that family counseling event that lasted, like, a day because the counselor busts his teeth out. And the thing I found funny, so Kendall, like, goes to a bar or whatever and um, literally approaches a guy and he's like, do you want to do hard drugs? And he's like, and the guy's like, yeah. And like I was like, man, that's just so goofy, and like that this that that's how this small town is run. Like you've been to some small towns in like the middle of nowhere, and like yeah. you can tell that like it's who who's who in that. There's hard drugs prevalent. Yeah, and dude, I whoever's walking from their place to the gas station are the people that are out there, out there knocker. It's just funny that Kendall's like this very like. Upper class person literally just doing hard drugs and like yeah he's out of the company like his plot to pen his dad is ruined and because that's just so it was so wild so like when the air like when the like when the air like when the air airways were shut down by the government he literally right like figures out a way he like runs to his dad's office because like traffic is bad because of a terrorist threat. And when he gets up there, the uh, everyone that voted against Logan is fired, and everyone that voted for for Logan gets to stay, and one of them's Ewan. And which is funny because like one of them is the people he let uh, buy interest into the company. Oh yeah, those guys voted not to say no because they know if they knew if Kendall wasn't there, then like screwed. 
And that ends up being a whole other second, like, tail end plot of season one because then Kendall and his friend, who's just the front for what's his name, Stacy? Yeah. Um, are now trying to plot to take over the company with their big chunk of shares. Don't they meet in Europe at, like, that sex party? Yeah. No, it's in New York. Because they were supposed to go to Croatia for Tom's bachelor party, but they decided to go to New York and try and close this deal. I just blows my mind away. They literally go to Croatia for a bachelor party at some Ramstein sex dungeon. Well, they're in New York, though. Oh, yeah. So they're in New York for that. And isn't, isn't Quavo, isn't some famous rapper up here for a split second in the show? I'm not, I'm not very current with my rappers. Like the only rapper that really matters is uh, Young Gravy. <laughs> but, I don't know who that is. I, I know Fat Nick is a relevant rapper, right? Relevant to people <laughs> like me. Fat Nick and like the suicide. Well, Fat Nick's only relevant to your roommate, co-host Kyle. Well, no, my brother loves Fat Nick. Actually, and essentially everyone, like people like me, your brother and Kyle are into Fat Nick and Puya and all these other rappers. Like most mainstream rappers, I really don't care about, but I just know their faces. And he appear one of the, some rapper appears in an episode, and Kendall's just like, "Oh, hey man, I really like your album." This rapper's like, "I don't care. You're, you're not a groupie. You're not a homie. So I really don't care about your existence." And it just really shows like how far like Kendall's just insane. Because isn't Kendall under investigation for like petty theft? Because you see in one scene like they bring it up loosely. He steals batteries. For the thrill of it, because he throws them away right after he steals them. Yeah. And he just wants to do something off the edge. It's like not, it's not like killing someone was enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, all- I somewhat understand. Kendall just has a self-destructive personality. But man, his, the thing is his dad loves him, but his dad also like... He's like he. Well, I think his dad also sees the most of himself in Kendall. Yeah. Kendall's the closest thing to a killer, and at the very end of season two, like he basically tells him why he's. He's like, you're not a killer. Blood sacrifice is not a killer, and then Logan doesn't even look mad at the very end of season two when Kendall goes to basically sacrifice, like put his dad under the bus. Like he almost smiles because he's like. He's like smirking because his dad's like. My dad is was complacent with everything over his whole empire because of the wolf pack. Um, oh, let's talk about Lester's funeral, which I honestly was like one of my favorite things I had ever witnessed. Because it's like, while this is happening, Rom is at a uh, manager's, like what is a manager's seminar or whatever? Yeah, the, basically the, like the tutorial manager. Yeah, like you have to like... Because, like, I know, like, a lot of major companies... Programs. Yeah, like, have these programs you can get certified in. And they're actually big big deals. Like, it's like getting a mini associates or whatever. And so, while this is... Like, that was funny in itself. Because, like, like, Roman actually meets someone that he wants to bring back. Which, hopefully in season three. Because I checked today in season three... Season the credits? Uh, no. Sex, uh, Succession. HBO every year puts out, like, TV shows that are coming back. Succession has been confirmed for season three. I feel like that's this should have been a no-brainer for them. I'm surprised they haven't approved season four yet. Yeah, but it looks hold your horses. But I really hope the guy from the shareholder, like from that manager's meeting, that was Rome's partner, Roman's partner, comes back because I really think he'd be an interesting dynamic because he's just such a 
He's kind of like a bigger guy, and he just looks goofy, but his ideas were solid. He's like, I know I look goofy, but I'm a killer. And he, say, he says, I go in for the kill, which is what Logan is always looking for, going for the kill. But during that, um, they found out Lester died or like the funeral's going on. And um, Connor's wife is a playwright. And not only is she a playwright, she's a horrible playwright. And she sucks. I mean, she, I was going to say she sucks money out of Connor, but Connor just willingly throws it at her. Yeah. For her to live with her and stay with him. Connor, Connor essentially is a very rich guy that's in the military because, like, I've known guys that have gone, like, had women live with them and get married to them, like, month knowing them. So Connor essentially does that, but doesn't Connor live in Iowa? Idaho. Idaho. Where is it Wyoming? Dude, it's some random state. It's one of those middle, middle ground states. It's like where, it's where someone like Connor with his political views would live. But yeah, he just wants to get away from it. I mean, he is like, oh, you should check this out. He seems like a guy that's just interested in everything. Probably not the worst guy in the world, but he's just an idiot. He doesn't know with a lot of money. I just like, I just thought that was interesting because like they're at Lester's funeral, and um, everyone's like, "Don't aren't you concerned with talking at this person's funeral? Like you're with your political career." Yeah, and then Would- everyone's not at the funeral except for Connor. So everyone got the memo except for Connor, I guess. <laughs> Because no one wants to be associated with Bo. Yeah, but um, the thing is, they know, they all know, like, they joke, they call them Mo, but his girlfriend didn't know that. So he's like, I'm sorry for Mo's, I'm sorry what happened to Mo. And his wife doesn't know who Mo is. And he's like, we call him Mo for Molester. Because he uh, was a sexual predator. And uh, sadly... said we can go in the pool with him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, that is brought up. Sadly, he uh, never was brought to justice, which kind of makes me mad because uh, we believe victims. And I don't say that in the slightest. Like, I think men of power that abuse their power to take advantage of people lesser than them are, uh, are monsters. And uh, I think the succession really shows how power corrupts people. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I think it also shows how hard it is for some of those women to give their voice. Yeah, because they have to sign NDAs. Dude, like, I've signed NDAs for, like, certain things. Like, and they're intense, dude. Like, when you read those NDA clauses, like... Basically, we will ruin your life. It's either you go to jail. It's, like, one or the other. And it's, it's just a boggling experience. And just that funeral scene is... His speech when he realized I have to give the most vague speech and not praise this guy or really talk shit on him. Because I'm a, a person's writing a book about their family yeah. and everyone's trying to figure out what's going on with that book. Because a woman that wrote, 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 that's writing the book appears at the, at the, at the funeral. And that's when Connor, Connor's girlfriend is like, you, let me write your speech. And Connor is, is okay with it. And my favorite thing is Connor's wife, Connor, I mean, Lester is dead. We are sad. His wife is here. She is also sad. Everyone's just like, this, it's the, it was the worst slash one of my favorite scenes of all time next to. But also the only speech he probably could have given, like, without, like, getting too much of that stank on him. I don't know, like, I, yeah, but say, like, I've only given like a funeral speech once and it was for a janitor at my high school. And uh, that was about it. And it was 
wasn't too it actually was pretty personal but it was like goofy stories it wasn't covering up complete scandals and throwing women overboard a boat yeah. which like I guess happened in that whole entire universe but that's that speech and Rom's wedding speech to his sister were probably my two favorite speech like scenes of all time when I mean, Rom's this like this just makes me cringe <laughs> oh yeah dude time not cringing whenever he's, he ex- he's extremely cringy but then you realize people like that do exist it's true I just thought it was funny he was like I am not losing a sister but I am not gaining a brother either and I was like damn he was very impersonal <laughs> no he's a douche but except for his dad it's just all those guys and shit Oh, no heart unless it involves their dad. It seems like season two when uh like there's a guy named Lawrence who owns like what is it um is it a, it's kind of like BuzzFeed they own a they own like a like an online news thing. Oh, Volter. Volter. It's kind of like that's uh the deal Kendall is trying to close in the beginning. What, what would you compare Volter to? Like the, the Ringer? Would you compare it to like what? No, Volter is just like a click clickbait. It's so like BuzzFeed almost. Yeah. So yeah, so Volter's like BuzzFeed. Owned by a guy named Lawrence. And I guess... The thing is, Rome was pretty smart. Rome went out with a bunch of people for that worked for Volter. Got them drunk and found out they were going to unionize or attempt to unionize. And which, if you're a big business owner, you hear unionize and uh, those are... Freak you out. They, they, yeah, they should freak you out. Depending on your political views. And so... You can happen. just turn some of this... Like, some businesses with the margins are slim, it can just turn it into a complete like net loss. Company. Yeah. And so that occurs, and I guess like one day, um, like he, he does Lawrence sell the company to the company was already bought out, right? Yeah, but he still had some interest in the company, and he was still running the show. And so they show up. They're setting up computers on a different floor. Kendall shows up and is like, "Every one of you are fired." You have X amount of time to leave and like workers are freaking out and they have to sign NDAs and like people are getting their phones confiscated and this one dude spits in his face and Kendall's like, is that all you got? And Lawrence goes up to him. He's like, how could you do this? He's like, because my dad told you to. When my dad told me to. And he's like, because your daddy told you to. I was like, dang, your dad told you to do this? I was like... The fact that he even said it, this is what I'm doing, and not even BSing, he's just like, Would you have said the truth? Would you said your parents had told you to? Or would you just made up some business but slogan? Kendall didn't agree with the decision. It was Roman's idea to gut that company. Kendall wanted to downsize, but not gut it. Like Did you agree with him? Pardon? Would you have downsized, or just completely gutted it? It depends what you're trying to work with it. They were basically just trying to set it up to gut and sell. Uh, it depends if you see uh, possible profits there and like growth, you could keep it going. But they were just trying to cut hemorrhage the bleeding, especially if unionizing was on the horizon. Yeah, like I don't know. I can't say much. I'm not a business major. I still need emergency management, but you know, he's he still probably some of those people probably had their whole livelihoods within that. I mean, that's the tough part about. Like Logan telling Kendall, you're not a killer. I mean, because he just doesn't have that instinct. Like, he, Kendall is probably one of the more empathetic ones in the show. Like, the kid he killed at the wedding, he legit, like, ruined his psyche. 
like he felt awful about it. Like he wanted to talk to the parents. Oh yeah, because like season he's breaking two, breaking down, crying when he's they end up going to his. Yeah, because season two they house. have to go to his. Uh, because he think the kid did, isn't like didn't they bring up like Logan get like causing partly the, causing to commit suicide. Yeah, because uh, Marsha's son, because like at the end of season one, like uh. Kendall walks back from and walks in or whatever, and they uh, for breakfast the next day. Um, everyone's brought in for bre- eating breakfast, but Lo- Logan Logan's uh, body body man Colin brings him in to his uh, like his private study, and brings up how they found his ID at the crap like his scanner ID because this house like this is a very wealthy affluent family. Of course, they're gonna have some form of security, and they had to scan their card. His card was found at the crash site, and Marsha's son, who is Marsha, is Logan's wife. Marsha's son saw him looking awfully wet, and so essentially Logan knew that Kendall killed the kid, or was involved, or was. It was the kid's fault though. The kid like grabbed the steering wheel. He could have just ran into the deer, but the kid yeah. Why did Why did Kendall wheel. drive? Because I think the kid was like messed up, too oh. messed up. To drive, so Kendall decided to drive. I just don't understand why Ken like. I don't understand why the kid grabbed the wheel while on a bridge or on a ravine. He just yanked it off the road. I just hit the deer. That right? Yeah, I, I, that whole that whole scene, like I was literally in shock when I watched that. They had the fireworks going. It was a really good. It was really well shot. Like. Just like the trauma he was going through, you could tell like how messed up that made him feel. Like when he gets into the shower, it's just like his brain's completely drowned of everything going around him. It's just him dealing with himself. The fact that you killed an innocent person, which I was like, dang, he literally... And then they cover it up. That's the wildest part. And I feel like that's going to become leverage in season three. Do you think? Do you think so? After the attack that Kendall does on Logan at the very end of season two, mm, I'd be surprised because then I feel like Logan would just be as much at fault, like getting in trouble with with the cover. He'll probably be in less trouble than Kendall, but I feel like how can you cleanly admit that you covered up that manslaughter incident? Yeah, you really can't. So. I feel like he has to put himself up. Unless he just wants to say, hey, we're both going down. And we're going to be cellies together. Yeah, because, like, they're already in hot water. Because, I guess, wasn't an accountant that uh, was the whistleblower? And, um, because, uh, like, it, is it see, see, uh, it's like, season two had some very interesting stuff. Like, there's a whistleblower. It seemed like... There's a coup. Season two was good, but I feel like the last... Not the finale, but the three episodes leading up to the finale, they're just killing time trying to get to the finale. Yeah, because like... Um, the whistleblower Rome, stuff didn't make much sense. Rome? They were trying to figure out who was talking to the author. Yeah. And it was Roman. Yeah. Yeah, it was Roman. But also, Roman also gets caught up in a coup. Yeah. The, the, I like how they didn't bring that up every... Like, that's like, they like briefly brought that up, and I thought that would have been... Very interesting that like Roman is caught up in a coup and someone has to figure out his way out of it. Those extremists checking for corruption and you're thinking, oh yeah, Roman's fucked. Yeah, I was like, because he's trying to make a deal 
with well, he's trying to make a deal to take the company fully private yeah in case some shit hits the fan but do you think that was interesting like I thought the coup episode was kind of interesting but I wish they would have gone more with it like I wish he would have legitimately been held hostage cause I felt I mean, like the... he technically was held hostage for a good little bit yeah he was like, he was felt... allowed to leave yeah. that uh hotel lobby yeah so there's that then there's like then there's a what is it pig in the sausage or whatever when they make Greg, um, Tom and that other guy was it Carl or was it Frank get on the floor? It was Frank. And they had to play that game where they had to eat the sausage for. Yeah, he was gonna stay at the company. Even though it was Roman all along. Well, this was some brutal. Did Roman ever explain his motivations for that? Anyways. Um. I think he just got suckered into talking to her. He's, cause he looked really apologetic when he showed. He's like, "Dad, I'm sorry. Like, I thought she just wanted to talk." And Logan's like, "How are you that big of an idiot?" I think, yeah, I think he's, Roman does get pulled around as the idiot. Like, we can convince this guy to do anything, and like. The meeting where Stacy basically set up Kendall to talk about a takeover, they convinced Kendall to get there because they convinced Roman to bring him. Yeah. So Roman's always the one getting tricked into letting their plots and their schemes advance. I still think deep down, uh, Rome is still loyal to his father. Oh, Rome is one of the more. He's like the most loyal to his father. He's. But he's just the easiest F up one out of all of them. Oh, he's yeah. the one that doesn't think through what he's doing the most. He yeah. That's in the business because then it's obviously Connor. Like Shiv Connor got a bunch of stage members. He got cousin Greg crabs or sand mites from their off Broadway production. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Greg is just like, I think they have mites in their sand. And then this finale, Collins casually asking his dad for like five hundred thousand dollars no. to replace the sand on the set. I thought it was like, was it five hundred thousand? Yeah. That they needed to get their reviews up. Oh yeah, because the play's atrocious. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then Kendall also like paid for a woman in the play to come out to like whatever country. Were they were they in a different country? Yeah, that's when they were in uh, England. And so like she like has like two days off from the play. And is flown into a different country, which I thought was unique, but also, like, you were really are ruining, like, your production. Like, that could really set back a play. Yeah, which Connor was furious about, but Kendall could give two craps about. I thought it was funny, though. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, no, I thought it was funny how he was introducing the girl, because he was like, oh, this is the girl, I'm in love with her. And when she was talking to his dad, she was like, he was like, what do you think about the event? And she was like, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. And he's like, oh, it's awesome. And he walked away. And then Kendall was like, it's awesome? That's all you have to say? Like, we're done. Yeah. You, that's all you can say to my dad? And then he goes, with, he gets back. Then he starts talking to that blonde girl again that was, uh, war, uh, was like. The daughter of the uh, other competing news company. Yeah. Who may have had a sexual relationship with. Um, uh, Roman's partner. Like they they briefly briefly bring that up in the episode before 
they go to that one other country to meet up with that like that family. Yeah. Even like which the uh, they turned down the offer at the end of the when they're at like that one cabin or whatever episode and. Yeah, they're trying to see if it'll be a fit for them to basically buy all the media companies and control TV. Mm. But yeah, I think I think it's a solid watch. I think everyone should watch it. It definitely was one of HBO's best shows this year. I love how it... I mean, it's very dramatic. For originality, really good. It's really good. And it just makes fun. It makes you, like, hate the characters, but some for some reason you keep watching and you pull for them. But you're like, man, this guy's a jerk. Like, you really don't like the main characters. It's the side characters that, like, you really relate to. Whether you're a Jerry or a Tom or a Cousin Greg. Yeah, no, I... I, I enjoyed this show. It definitely is up there with like my top TV HBO TV shows of all time. Definitely my almost my top HBO TV show this year. Yeah, I I just thought it was. It's just so funny. Yeah. It's so freaking funny. It's too. just like I remember I was talking to someone like, "Did you like this more than True Detective?" I'm like, "It's two completely different things." I'm like, True Detective talks about a very dark murder, and this is just like a. I like this better than Silicon Valley. But no scene will ever be the, like, the last 10 minutes of Silicon Valley season one, the finale, where they figure out how to do the internet compression, like, four times as fast because of the jerking off the room. Yeah. And that gives them the idea to create the new, (laughs) new system for Pied Piper. Yeah. Like, so, like, Silicon, Silicon Valley also is a good show on HBO. That's it's a show. more real than Silicon Valley. Like, not more real, but, like, more real drama yeah. than Silicon Valley. Like, I feel, honestly, I feel like Silicon Valley was kind of slept on just because of Game of Thrones. But, I mean, it goes to what a lot of people say. Like, a lot of people think drama shows have the funniest moments. Yeah. And, like, comedy shows sometimes have the most drama. Yeah. And, but, like, I just love how Succession is... A drama show that just really pulls at the funny bone. Or hits the funny bone. I kind of agree with that too. It's just that this year in HBO has like... I don't know, man. HBO has kind of been killing it this year. And then next year, they're going to have Barry Season 3. They're bringing back The West World, which is going to be really, really good. Oh, I can't wait for it. They're bringing back um, The Outsiders... Which is going to be really, really good. There's going to be a... Uh, While everyone else is trying to catch up to HBO, Netflix is out here hiring a Nickelodeon to help them with their original content. Yeah. Disney Plus has The Mandalorian. If you're a Star Wars fan, me, I, and, me and co-host Jacob are going to be reviewing that once... I watched those first two. I love Baby Yoda. I'm, I hate the lack of dialogue. It's just more of a visual. John, what's his name? John Favreau, the director yeah. of it. Oh no, he's getting a lot of good shots, but the lack of dialogue's killing me so far. I just think, well, also like you're not as like for me, I'm like an actual like I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like, I think if you're like an original Star Wars fan, like because uh, there's a lot of books that um, bring up bounty hunting and Mandalorians like are very quiet people, just because they're so focused on killing. So like when it comes to that, like it's a it's a it's a western it's a western gunslinger just in space, and if you ever seen like Shane, or um, uh, 
East of Eden or anything like that, any like Western like gunslinger movie, like the the gunslinger usually is a very quiet individual that's very reserved. And they definitely are picking that up for when it comes to the Mandalorian. And that's why like I've always like, I really enjoy about like the Mandalorian. But it's definitely a TV show that I'm re- I'm really excited to review once like it's all said and done. And um, I don't know Chernobyl came out on HBO. That was a really good show. Chernobyl was great. Yeah, and I, I finished the book that it was about. That was that it's based off of. Best opening scene of any show. Best setup. Do you think? Yeah, it's the best based on true story show I've ever seen. Next, uh, Manhunt Unabomber. The Jinx was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay, the Jinx was actually pretty good. Um, Jinx is just creepy though. But that's act. That's a mock. That's a documentary. <laughs> You're about to say mockumentary. It's so funny how that guy literally confessed in the documentary. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, Game of Thrones season eight was depressing because I feel like I, I, I uh, invested so much. I invested so much of my time into that show when I could have, I should have just invested into Star Wars knowing that, not, not, not even knowing that it was going to pick up for this. Uh, definitely I'm, I'm happy that, uh, that's coming back. His Dark Materials is on HBO, which I've, I've been enjoying, um, a new pope is about to come up with John Malkovich, which I'm really excited because I love John Malkovich. I think that's gonna be. I think he's such, gonna be such a funny pope. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that on HBO. Um, Euphoria, I, I, I think's coming back next season. Barry's coming back for sure next season with Bill Hader, and uh, I really enjoy Bill Hader. I think Euphoria for sure got picked up. Yeah, but I, I didn't see it in the commercial because like HBO likes to put They're out. Giving it a year. Yeah, they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna give it a year, but definitely Westworld season three will be coming out. I'm really excited because it's gonna go over Future World now. We're here. We're there. They're out of Westworld. Well, because like Westworld's based off of like two movies that came out in and, the in the future. Yeah. At this place that's supposed to make them feel like they're in the past. Yeah, because there's Future World, then there's Westworld, then there's Samurai World, and then like then there's Safari World. And uh, it's gonna be, I'm really I'm really excited for that. It's gonna be really really they're good. Out of the park, they're in the real real world now. And there's uh, his dark materials, which I actually do enjoy. If you like the Golden Compass, I knew growing up in like a going to a Christian grade school, everyone was really against the Golden Compass because they're like it's atheist propaganda. And I was like, cool. Do you think uh, there's read it. HBO was saving all their CGI money for that show, and that's why we didn't see very much ghosts. Since they're gonna have all the new animals in that new show, um, no, I think HBO just whiffed it on season eight. T- <laughs> did HBO whiff it or did dark did, did why, why? Actually, I think it's more of D and D because HBO really was okay with having like twelve seasons of Game of Thrones, and uh, I would have been totally fine with that. But no, they uh, and everything and- fell through, and now they're just making a Netflix show. Well, they because I know they backed out of the Star Wars series. And that was the main reason why they did it. Because they were going to ha- have a new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, and then it, they backed out of the H or the Game of Thrones prequel show. Yeah, which like a pilot was filmed for that already. Yeah, well, it's done now. They yeah. trashed it. Because now they're going to have uh, Blood and Fire, which is going to be about the Targaryen family. Which, yeah, I'm going to watch it for sure. Because it's a part of 
uh, a, a, a story of ice and fire universe, but um, it's never going to be up to, it's never going to be as amazing as season one through season five of Game of Thrones. It's true. Like season one through season. It's making me sad now. Season one through oh, season. Until where John got killed. Yeah. Would you say season one through season five of the Game of Thrones like the be- some of the best television out there? Oh, it's the most detailed, detailed seasons ever. Like, that, like honestly, that and like Breaking Bad. Like, there's very few shows out there that lasted that many seasons that are so good. Like the cause and effect in Game of Thrones season one to five was so real. Like for every action, there was seemed to be a reaction that correlated somewhere. Show. Yeah, you think, I, yeah, but it's because they had the ultimate source material to go off, which is George R. R. Martin. But is there any other like like long series that you feel like ended on a like ended pretty good? I feel like Breaking Bad is up there with the series that lasted a while that yeah, ended. That was really good. Mad Men actually did end pretty well. Um, other than that, The Walking Dead's on like season ten, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just so hard. I mean, we see it all the time. It's so hard for everyone to be satisfied from the ending of a show. Like everyone, like someone's always gonna be unsatisfied. But were you There's satisfied? Always something that you didn't like, like, like didn't get buttoned up. Were you satisfied with the way Breaking Bad ended, though? Yeah. No, I thought it was good. I, I love it how when shows end, and it's just like done. The guy died. Yeah. It's just, yeah, but no like, thinking. Oh, the thing is, Game of Thrones is completely different from Breaking Bad, but it's still like a long running series that. And there's so many stories. Like, there's some storylines we loved, and there's some storylines we hate. Like character arcs were all over the place with Game of Thrones. Like, of course, Daenerys's character arc saddened us, and we hated how quickly it devolved, but. I mean, then Theon had a great character arc. The Hound had, like, the best character arc. Honestly, like, the, even though season 8 was bad, I really enjoyed the character arcs that Theon and, uh, Clegane um, both got because, um, Theon died of Stark. And Clegane died doing what he wanted to do was fight with his brother. Well, and even, some people hate on Jaime's, but Jaime, like, he went back and did what he's always done. Is go back to Cersei. Like, people hate on it, but it was kind of like what you had to expect from him for him to do. Yeah. He, like, fought the battle, like, for humanity. Now he just wanted to be with the girl he loved. Yeah, and, like, Cersei, I mean, no, not Cersei, I mean, Sansa became Queen of the North. Um, Bran gets screwed. Bran somehow becomes King of the Six Kingdoms because. The North refuses to <laughs> abide by any rules. I don't know how everyone was like, no, we're not going to obey them. Yeah. Um, Howland, like, the John thing... was the ultimate blue ball of character arts of all time. <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, no one else knows really that he's a Targaryen. Did, I don't think anyone realized like, he actually is full on a Targaryen. Like He is successor to the throne. But like very few people know that except for like Bran... I think the Onion Knight, Sam, Samwell. But uh, yeah, that, that wraps up your writing reviews. If you want to be on an episode, just figure out a way to talk to me.